the World of Work podcast with James and Jane. Hi, this is James. I wanted to let you know that as well as these podcasts, we deliver at least one free online seminar every month that you're welcome to attend wherever you are in the world. You can learn more about them and register for them via our website, www.worldofwork.io. That's www.worldofwork.io. Hello, this is James. And this is Jane. And here we are again with another episode of the World of Work podcast. Uh, What are we going to be speaking about today, Jane? So today we're going to talk all about uh, personal development and leadership development. Um, What it is, how personal development relates to leadership and management development, some of the things we think are really important. And we're also going to um, introduce you to our model of how we think about personal development. Yeah, it's a a topic we really care about. I think it's something we're both really interested in. So it's, it's good to just... Uh, share and reflect on it a little bit and hopefully um, hopefully give people some insight into the way that we think about what these things are. Uh, I don't think today we're going to be looking at details around this or giving advice particularly. Was that your plan or are we just chatting at a high level do you think? Yeah I think I think just introducing them to uh, the model that we use when we're thinking about personal development. I struggled for a long time to get my head around personal development and how to make it work for me because I was always worried about what other people wanted me to work on. And I think um, the way that we think about personal development at the World of Work project is uh, about thinking about the whole person. So we want to talk a little bit more about that today and also about how it relates to uh, developing as a leader. Cool. All right. Um, Before we do that, though, um, don't forget, you can get in touch with us. Uh, A lot of you know the ways to do that. So our website is www.worldofwork.io. You can contact us through that or check out other things we have on there. Um, and of course, we're on Twitter a lot. We're at the Wild Podcast. We've both got our individual uh, Twitter accounts as well. So you're always good to get in touch with us through any of those. Yeah, we love hearing from people. Um, and I think what's really exciting is when we get to actually engage with people that are interested in what we do. So um, definitely get involved. And also, uh, we love to get reviews, particularly particularly at the moment. So um, it's really nice. We've had some really lovely reviews about uh, some of people's experiences of putting into practice what we're talking about on the podcast and it's really amazing to hear those things yeah and we do um we're doing a whole series of online webinars that we bounce in and out of so if you ever want to see what we're up to check out our website you can you can learn more about um the sort of online seminars we're doing that way so let's start to think about this episode in a bit more detail we're going to be using the structure that we usually use when it's the two of us so we'll touch on some definitions a bit of research roundup we'll share a list of a week um some stories from a keyboard and some final thoughts and we'll be with you uh hopefully for around 30 minutes or so Um, And that is what we're going to be doing now. So given that we're focusing really on leadership and personal uh, development today, uh, Jane, do you have any definitions you'd like to share on those topics at all? Yeah, as uh, our listeners, regular listeners know, we always try and frame each episode with a couple of definitions. So I've got a couple here. Um, So personal development, and this is from Wikipedia, which strangely has some of the best definitions that we ever find. Um, Or maybe not strangely, maybe crowdsourcing really is the answer. So personal development is defined as covering activities that improve awareness and identity, develop talents and potential, build human capital and facilitate employability, enhance the quality of life and contribute to the realisation of dreams and aspirations, which is no small thing. So it's quite (laughs) quite an ambitious definition, but I kind of go big or go home, right, with personal development. That's what I've always thought. Uh, and then the second uh, definition I've got here is leadership development, and that's from HR Zone on their website. And uh, it says leadership development refers to activities that improve the skills, 
abilities and confidence of leaders. Hmm. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I quite, I, I think it's a much more practical HR definition, that one. Um, so it's the assumption that people have been given roles as leaders and therefore they need to be, or they can be working on improving themselves rather than the idea of developing leaders. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to distinguish it. Oh, Neither right or wrong. I wasn't passing comment. I just, I think it's interesting that uh, it's coming from an HR source. That's quite often the challenge that HR face, right? They have these people in roles that are leading and they're not necessarily um, feel like they've got the skills and the abilities or the confidence to do it well yet. Yeah. Yeah. And the definitions are horses for courses to some extent, aren't they? Um, cool. All right. So that brings us to our main bulk of our episode, which is our research roundup. James, uh, why don't you kick us off and uh, introduce the audience to some of the ways that we think about personal development? Yeah, sure. And, you know, we're going to start with personal development and then we're going to get on and, and speak a little bit about leadership development a little bit later on. But when I guess when we think about personal development, we, we've spent a lot of time trying to think about all the different ideas that we've come across and the different things that we've read and trying to categorize them into a framework that works for us. And what we've ended up doing is, is we've ended up, um, you know, combining things into a framework that we call the think, feel, be, do model, or sometimes we call it the TFBD model, or sometimes thinking, feeling, being, doing. It just depends how we're feeling. Um, anyway, so the think, feel, be, do model is, is for us a, a sort of holistic encapsulation of all the aspects of personal development that, that we consider to be really important um, for ourselves based on our own, I guess, lived experiences and, and for the people that we've worked with. Uh, and these four four different areas, thinking, feeling, being, and doing, we think all contribute to the rounded development of an individual as a person. Um, and, you know, in line with a definition uh, that, that we shared earlier about personal development, it, it a lot of what we're doing is about helping people create that rounded set of skills around self-awareness, around clarity of identity, around, you know, um, to some extent, rational thinking and self-knowledge and connecting with self and the ability to do things well. So as we've been through and tried to, you know, combine and I guess synthesize all these different things, we've ended up with this think, feel, be, do model. And at its core, it really just says that if you can get, uh, develop your ability to think and to be aware of your thinking, that's a helpful thing. If you can start to develop an awareness of your feelings and how you respond and, and to be sort of conscious and mindful of your feelings at different points in time, that's really helpful. Um, being's a little bit more complicated. Being's about developing an understanding of who you are as an individual. I guess this comes down to things like your uh, individual difference, um, your uh, real identity, your personal values, um, and to some extent, your your sort of physical being and, and your your physical well-being as well. And and this being piece is really, you know, who are you as a, a product of a life that you've lived that shaped you as a separate individual that you want to to understand and support and nurture and grow and develop and help be um, your best. And then the last of the things that we put on here is do, which is doing, which is saying, well, how can you be good at generically doing things? What are your um, general ways of working and practices that help you function effectively um, at doing the tasks that, that you, you seek to deliver? And we break these four things down and, and pair them up with different bits of the body. So when we speak about thinking, what we're really saying is that um, this is all to do with our head. So thinking when we explore it is really to do with the sort of prefrontal 
cortex, for, for sort of more recently evolved parts of the human brain, for planning, the analytical, the decision-making, for moments where we think that we are clearly and in a reasoned way analyzing and making decisions, all that stuff falls under thinking. And we're trying to explore how we can be aware of how we do that and how we can get better at doing that. Um, and then feeling we pair with the heart. So feeling we really say is about the emotional heart of who we are. Um, and this is sort of a midbrain. And it, it's really to do with connecting with the emotions that we feel. Um, and I guess the hormones that, that exist and, and where we are within um, our sort of emotional well-being. And then obviously being as connecting with a whole self. And we really think about being as in your gut. So this is your sort of visceral self. This is, um, you know, the old core of who we are and really connecting with our individual identity. And then we think about doing as the hands and the feet. And this is us, you know, using that whole body to go out and manipulate and change things and try and achieve things and work through things. So I guess at its core, that's really the model that we look at thinking, feeling, being and doing. And that's head, heart, gut um, and our hands and feet. Um, so I guess that's really the model that we use. Jane, have you got any more thoughts on it? Would you like to elaborate on the things I've missed in there? No, I think you've explained it really, really well. Um, I think the things I like about it is that it gives equal weight to the different dimensions. And quite often you find people are more comfortable in different areas or different parts of their body or different elements of personal development. And I think that reflects that really well. And I think um, quite often you see personal development defined as by the activities you're doing. So whether it's training or whether it's um, uh, doing a qualification or whether it's uh, having some coaching or whatever. And so it gets defined like that. And that frustrates me a little bit because quite often I think the challenges are not about those different elements. It's much more about where you are comfortable in yourself and where your skill sets lie. And I think we, to some extent, get stereotyped as well really young. You know, oh, he's a thinker. Oh, she's yeah. great. At, she's great at reading other people's emotions. Oh, he's got such a lovely, he's so independent and he's so comfortable in his own skin and all that sort of stuff. And some yeah. of that's true, but also I think it allows you and, and encourages you to kind of explore the different elements and ways. And sometimes the biggest progress you see is tiny improvements in something you're not very good at versus the really great stuff that you're already good at. And sometimes it's the other way around. And I, I like that. I also like the fact when you're really struggling with something, you could just move on. So there are days where you're like, this is, you know, I get months where I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere with this. I don't feel like the plan I had is moving me forward. So you can just abandon it for a bit um, and go, okay, let's try something else. Come at this a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess a couple of things I like. I, I, one of the things I really like about it is that so much of the development that we can have in these areas can start with developing a sense of awareness. So it's not always about mastering or changing things. A lot of this is just about learning to sort of be mindful and to understand these things and to develop the self-awareness across these different areas. And that in itself um, is really helpful and, and, and something that certainly I find uh, beneficial and that I think others do as well. Um, so I think that's really helpful. Another thing that, that I like about these is that they're sort of interconnected and the, the outcomes that they lead to I think aren't all just about being good at doing things so you can have a gain. A lot of these, I think, come back to achieving a sense of, uh, you know, connection with yourself and satisfaction in life. So these are a lot more for me than just being good at doing things and good at work. This is about trying to um, balance a bit of fulfillment and life satisfaction within that as well. Do you, do you feel the same? Does that sort of echo with your thoughts on them? I think so, yeah. I think... Um... 
Well, at the very least, if you're not aware of it, and if you don't understand where your strengths and weaknesses are, how on earth can you decide what to work on? Um, and I, I also think people will forgive you a lot more if you're, you're you yourself are aware of your own flaws and strengths. Um, yeah. And that, and I also the other thing I think is incredibly powerful is when you can share a, an accurate acknowledgement of what you're not so strong at with others, right? Because yeah. then they're like, wow, this person understands. They also recognize that they're not making it easy for us and they're acknowledging they'd like to work, get better at it. It's, it's an incredibly powerful, and as long as you don't, um, it doesn't become lip service, I think it's a really powerful thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think the best people in the world are not, the best leaders in the world and the best sort of most rounded people in the world are not the ones who are brilliant at everything. They're actually generally a little bit annoying. It's not their fault. But it's a little <laughs> yes. bit annoying when people are really good at everything. Right. Yeah. What's actually really lovely to be around and inspiring are people who aren't great at everything, but work around it. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of make peace with who you are and adapt and, and help others be their best as well. Um, so some of the types of things that we think fit into these. So within thinking, we think things like decision making fits in there. Um, things about mindset, ability to use data, to make decisions, to understand cognitive biases. All that stuff fits within our, our sense of thinking and developing what, what's known as this sort of metacognition to understand our abilities to think in the processes we use. Then for feeling, we talk about things like emotional intelligence and trust and um, you know self-management, relationship management, all those types of things. And, and again, that's trying to achieve, I guess, meta-emotion and that ability to sit above and, and see and, and be mindful of the emotions we have and to have some level of control over them. Uh, when we speak about being, some of the things we explore are things like personal values and self-awareness and, and even things like well-being and resilience and individual difference and diversity. Um, and then for doing at this stage, we, we, we think about things like personal effectiveness, prioritization, planning, um, you know, even things like networking can fall in there. So that's that's what we think of personal development and how we approach it. Um, so that's thinking, feeling, being, doing. Um, when we then get on to leadership development, should we speak about that, Jane? Is now a, a time to do that? Yeah, I like. I think it's a it's a natural to me. It's a natural segue. I guess is what I'm saying um, because we fundamentally at a, at its heart, I think you and I believe that the best leaders whether those are people in leadership roles who happen to be in a position of leadership or whether these are people that are made and are leaders and we recognize them as such, whether, no matter what their role, um, they are fundamentally at, at, at the heart of it. They are just good at a set of things, whether that's about the way they make people feel, about the way they think about the future, whether it's about um, how comfortable they are themselves and how they are able to make other people, right? So for me, there's there's so much um related to it so um i think you were going to talk us through four core aspects of leadership development um and kind of how they relate to our think feel be do model is that right yeah yeah absolutely i'd I'd love to do that um and i guess you know just echoing your point there i very much believe as as you mentioned there that people who are good leaders are, are often or people who are great leaders i would say are often um, really developed as individuals, right? So so I, we think that personal development is really a core to great leadership development. So sometimes we even use the language interdependently a little bit. When we think about leadership development and, and the way that we structure um, programs that help with leadership development is built on this sense of the importance of uh, individual development. And we actually think of leadership development having basically four levels or, or four layers when we're, um, when we're 
designing and, and working in that that space. And the first thing that we always work on with leadership development is to do with developing yourself, right? So this is really focusing inwards. And, and we think that great leadership starts as an inward journey about developing who you are, developing your character, developing your self-awareness, all those types of things. So our leadership development approach starts with developing yourself. Then we move on from that to what we consider to be connecting with others. So once you've had some reflection on yourself, you're probably in a position to start to think about your relationships with other individuals and how you connect well with them. Um, And then when we sort of have been through reflecting on our relationships with other individuals, we start to think about, well, how do we then create great teams? How do we start to think about the dynamics that exist in broader circles, be they larger teams or organizations? And how do we create these teams that help um, the the collective there achieve more than the sum of their parts? Uh, and only once we've done that, do we move on to the, the doing things. And here we, we think about, you know, how do you deliver well? And this is kind of processes and ways of working and things like that. But for us, that almost comes at the end. I mean, we really think that um, a lot of leadership is about creating space and opportunity um, and motivation and incentive and the desire amongst people to move towards being their best and to support each other and to help each other be, as I said earlier, more than some of their parts. So again, the framework that we think of starts with developing yourself, moves on to connecting with others, then moves on to creating great teams, and then moves on to delivering well in the processes there. And we actually see that this overlays or interacts really well with this concept of thinking, feeling, being, and doing. So when we speak about developing yourself, a lot of the things that we we reflect on in self-development from a, a leadership perspective is to do with improving the ability of individuals as leaders to think well, to understand their feelings and to connect with them, to to be well, so to understand their individual differences, their sense of who they are, their identity, um, and and the course of their life's journey leading them to where they are, um, and then to do things well from a personal um, effectiveness practice perspective. So a lot of developing yourself is about that. From a leadership perspective, if we move up to the next stage of connecting with others, again, think, feel, be, do really comes into it. So a lot of this connecting with others is, well, how do you understand how other people think? How do you communicate in ways that tap into and and benefit from the different ways that different people think and create harmony in that and get the best out of both of those people? Similarly, from a feeling perspective, how do you understand your emotional state and the emotional state of others and manage that and communicate in effective ways that help both those parties be at their best more often? Likewise, being when connecting with others is to do with understanding that Uh, Different people are different. They have different life experiences and life stories um, and different innate characteristics. And and how do you understand where somebody's coming from as an individual? How do you understand their specific needs? And how do you connect with that? And then again, doing in this context is how do you work well at an individual level with others? And then if we move up uh, another level in leadership and get to this sense of creating great teams, again, we think that thinking, feeling, being, doing plays an important role. So in, in a larger group context, how do you understand and shape the way that that larger team thinks? And here we're talking about how do you understand the way that as a, a collective of people, you make decisions, that you challenge assumptions, that you strive towards um, efficiency in, in thought, clarity of decisions, um, you know, rationalizing the course of action, strategizing, all those things start to come into thinking. And, and at a team or organization level, you can think about how you introduce processes that support those and how you introduce broader aspects of uh, managing the way that you do things to support uh, thinking. And again, feeling then comes into aspects of group dynamics and how do you create a sense of safety and psychological uh, cohesion and trust and, and to manage those sense of feelings so that people feel well. 
And again, being then goes on to looking at individual difference and, and diversity at a group level. And then doing starts to look at how your, your team works well together. And then the last level, which we get to, is to do with delivering well. And delivering well often focuses on the specifics of um, the role of a team and, and looks at how the team does what it needs to do. Um, and quite often this comes down to things like ways of working and processes that can be generic, but can be bespoke for the different teams that are there. So so really for us, that's that sort of ladder of leadership development that we focus on. And as we said at the beginning, it really starts within. So it starts with developing yourself and it goes out one layer to connecting with others. And it goes out one bigger layer to creating great teams where everyone is more likely to be their best and you get more um, I guess sort of harmony um, and, and synergy within that and then once you've created that great cohesive team you can move on to doing what you need to do really well um, what do you think Jane that was me kind of waffling about leadership development there no I think it's really important and I think there's some things that really get lost um, so my experience with people in senior leadership teams is that um, quite often they have to be very sensible about how they invest in their personal development and their own development. And therefore they spend quite a lot of time focusing on the stuff they didn't know already, which tends to be the creating great teams. Um, and therefore there tends to be a little period of almost neglect, not neglect is very strong, but like a period where they don't spend as much time developing themselves, whereas they might've done on the way, on the way towards leadership. And I think that creates a challenge. So I think it's really important to think about all of these elements because what you end up with is uh, people in senior positions who maybe have lost um, peers to share and candidly discuss this kind of thing with because they've moved into a position of authority, um, but also maybe are thinking about investing in their team because they're like, okay, well, I would like to shape this in a certain way and have it working, which is great. But then they haven't really focused on how they develop, continue to develop themselves. Now they are a leader in a different context. And I think that really matters. Um, and the reverse happens, I think, with people who are natural leaders, but not necessarily in leadership positions. So people who are looking to develop leadership and in influential schools within a team quite often um, focus on developing themselves in readiness for what they imagine a leader to be, but don't necessarily uh, get a head start if you like, on the connecting with others and great, creating great teams. And actually, that then becomes a bit of a challenge when they move into that job. Whereas if we can start to think about it as a more rounded model, we've got a better chance of everybody being in the right role at the right time with the right skills, which would be lovely. Yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? And something you said there made me reflect on a fact that a lot of what we're looking at here is about leadership in such a way that you take people with you. And you inspire people to do things and, and you you bring people along through um, trust and honesty and openness and integrity and all that kind of stuff. This isn't really about the, the I guess, the command and control structure of leadership at all. Yeah. Sorry, I'm pausing because I'm trying to think what I think about that. Um, I, I think I think one of the challenges that I see around personal development at the moment um, is the world has moved towards a place where we're much more individually responsible um, and away from unionized collective labor. But personal development is still very much seen as responsibility of the organization. And I'm normally one for making sure that organizations pick up the tab. But actually, I think there is something to be said for, and I'm not necessarily talking about money, sometimes it's about time. But actually, 
I, I, time and again, I talk to people who want to move into a different role or a more senior role or different responsibility or special projects, and they haven't really, if I'm brutally honest, invested the time and energy in themselves. And I know this 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 veers dangerously close to sounding like I'm like a sales pitch for personal development, but I don't. I, I I'm I'm per, perpetually surprised by people who. Uh, apply for jobs uh, within certainly within all, their own organization don't get it and then say but they, they said that I didn't have enough experience how can I get the experience if I don't take a step up and I'd be like well and I don't, I don't want to use just me as an excuse but there's lots of people I know who have effectively done their boss's job not the, not all of it but have shown they are capable of doing elements of their boss's job or another peer's job such that they because they, they're keen to learn and they want to know more and then when they've walked into interviews, they're like, well, actually, I haven't done the whole job, obviously, because I've got my own job to do. But I've done this bit and I've done this bit and I've sat in on this bit. And, I, and people go, oh, right. OK. So and that just I, I'll confess, it's my sort of blind spot. I'm always surprised when people don't have a curiosity to try the job they might want. Right. The reason I knew I didn't want to be a full time permanent CEO was because I had been <laughs> done bits of the job and I didn't like it. Which is, you know, I did, I did not like it. It wasn't right for me, and it, 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 it didn't address my needs in a, in a job. And I just, I'm always, I just, I'm always surprised. Why do you want that job? Is it, is it because that's the job that people are telling you you should want? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know you want that job if you haven't given it a shot, and that's a great way of also developing yourself because you find out if you're any good at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it does feel to me that. Um, personal development is the responsibility of both the individual and sometimes the organization but it's always good to think about this and again if we think about the outcomes that personal development whatever type of personal development it is that you're looking to pursue um lead to a, a lot of the benefits are around increased fulfillment and well-being and life satisfaction um and that feels like something that it's really worth uh working towards okay so i think that's probably it for research roundup this week we could speak about that forever but it's um it's best if we don't uh jane would you like to run through a, <laughs> a list of a week yeah absolutely sorry we're smiling because uh i don't know why we're smiling because we haven't done a list of the week for ages i guess when we've been recording because we've done a lot of interview episodes um so our list of the week uh is uh, a book list and we think these are five books that you may find worth reading and i want to be really clear we're not saying we love all these books. We're not saying even all of these books are the right five books that you need to leave. read. I would encourage everyone to read if they fancy doing personal development and leadership or listen if they prefer audiobooks. I wouldn't say these five books are the most, but they are definitely provocative. They offer some really interesting and at the time that they were written, slightly different approaches to personal development and thinking about leadership and thinking about the, the way in which we conduct ourselves at work. And so therefore, each of them has something interesting that, if nothing else, will hopefully spark your curiosity and interest to explore the area that they offer. So here are five books worth reading. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, one of the classics. Dare to Lead by American psychologist Brené Brown. Uh, Emotional Intelligence by Dan Goleman, which had a, has had a huge um following and really inspired people to start talking about emotional intelligence a lot more in leadership. Um, the everlasting evergreen start with why by Simon Sinek, who um, is prolific uh, speech giver 
and concept creator around leadership and work the workspace. And finally, uh, Margaret Heffernan's a bigger prize. Um, and you can, you, Margaret, again, Margaret Heffernan has a number of books around leadership. She's a, she, she does lots of TED Talks and things like that. Um, none of those books, as I say, are necessarily books that we think are the best or worst, but we think each of them has some really interesting ideas to reflect on. James, any favourites? Um, so I guess I'm just going to go for one I read most recently, which was uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Um, I really like a lot of her work that she's doing about self-awareness and openness and vulnerability and, and what that means for leaders and how that can help create strong relationships with others. So I think there's a lot in there. I think this book's or a synthesis of some of the other work that she's done. So, so I think that's excellent. Um, I'm, I've not read uh, A Bigger Prize, but it's on my list. I think the message around the importance of collaboration versus competition to some extent is something that appeals to me. So I'm, I'm keen to check it out. What about you? Yeah, um, I, I, I struggle to, whenever Margaret Heffernan's on the list, I struggle to look past it because I find both her delivery and her writing style, but also the content and the messaging really uh, in my comfort zone. Uh, so I always struggle to recommend anything beyond that if it's on the list but I also really enjoyed Dare to Lead and I didn't think I would I thought it would be um, I didn't think it would be up my alley let's say and actually I found it thoughtful and reflective and it made me question a couple of things in the ways that I approach things which was really helpful so that takes us right up to stories from the keyboard James would you like to kick us off yeah sure happy to um I guess I, I'm going with a fairly generic story and it's something that I'm sure a lot of people have seen. But something that I've seen a lot in work is I've seen individuals who um, aspire towards leadership and, and want to be in leadership roles and, and you know work hard to get there. But fundamentally, they've been uh, doing well as individual uh, deliverers um, with maybe technical skills to do things. And then I see them uh, get their step up to a leadership role. And uh, often they struggle. And they struggle, and, and for a lot of ones I've seen don't really understand why people aren't just doing what they want them to do, right? And, and so this, this sort of uh, foundation of leadership on technical skills without self-awareness and people skills um, often doesn't really work. And, and I guess for me, this is just a reflection that, you know, moving into leadership is, is about using new skills that you don't use as an individual developer. And a lot of these do need you to be aware of who you are and the impact that you have on others and to... Um, to deliver through others and work through others to achieve goals. Um, and a lot of people don't have that. So I guess it's just a bit of a watch out and a bit of a reflection on all those people who've made the jump without the, I guess, the support and the skills and experience to help them succeed with the new things they need to do uh, in those roles. So I guess that's it for me, really. I guess just a bit of a, a, a lookout. What about you? Um, I guess uh, my reflection would always be about how... Uh, how important you need to or how beneficial it is to be open to different ways of developing yourself um I was at one point incredibly uh dubious about coaching and mentoring um and I now having experienced a healthy and really productive uh coaching and a separately mentoring relationship uh I to wholeheartedly in reverse I used to be fairly um I also used to be fairly sort of dubious about some training courses, but actually now I've pretty much learned that you can take anything you want from it because if nothing else, you learn what not to do about facilitating, even if it's bad. Right. And there are ways, if you have that attitude of openness to learning that you can learn from any situation. So, um, I guess my specific example would be, uh, I was pretty, and I think I've told this one once before, but 
I was pretty dubious about going into a coaching relationship and actually I went into a session with my first ever coach and a member of my team and she was able to help us view our working relationship differently such that she created a language for us that for 10 years on we no longer work together but we're friends but it still allows us to communicate despite our massive individual differences which I think is pretty impressive. Yeah that is pretty impressive. Um, Any final thoughts you want to reflect on? So for me, there's always, always going to be, and it's taken me a long time to learn this, do the stuff you enjoy if you possibly can. As long as um, your uh, personal development is not fully mandated by someone else, you always have a chance to push it towards the stuff you enjoy. And that's learning the way you want. So what helps you? So I'm better in group settings or by discussing or speaking out loud. I learn that way. Um, And also, you know, where you... You know, if, if you look at your think, feel, be, do, and you're thinking about yourself, pick the stuff you really want to change because you are far more likely to prioritize it if you really, really want to get it done. Yeah, I like that. I think um, all too often there's been focus on, you know, developing the things that you're not good at or things like that. And I really like the, the focus on things that you are good at, you know, strengthen your skills. Um, yeah, I like, I like all of that. And the things that you want to do, right? And I guess that, that things that you want to do leads me on a little bit to my own reflection, which is that I really think of personal development as, as I said earlier, not just about our work. It's about trying to get a better connection with who we are as people and to figure out what are those things that we want to do? What are the things that make us happy? What are the jobs that we want, right? You know, I mean, you got to a CEO level and decided that you didn't want to be a CEO, but how do you know that stuff? That's a, that's a journey of self-development. And often we, we, you know, aspire to things that others think we want, but they're not necessarily right for us. So all this personal development, in my mind, is really about helping us create um, better, more fulfilling lives for ourselves and helping us be um, better friends, neighbors, community members, family members for those around us so that we can help them have better lives as well. Um, And then the last thing I wanted to just chuck out here was a a quote I read the other day that I just kind of liked. It was just in the paper speaking about um, the kind of, you know, response to stress and and living in difficult times. And it was a, a Buddhist monk and he just said, don't believe everything you think. And I really liked that. There's something about the, the sort of uh, agnosticism within that that really struck me as a powerful way to bring together some of the feeling and thinking aspect of, of what we're doing. So that's my final thought, I guess. Don't believe everything you think. I love that. Well, I think that's a really pertinent place to draw the episode to a close. So I guess there's just time for us to check out. Cool. So a reminder that you can find us on Twitter at The Wow Podcast. Uh, our website is jam-packed with other podcast episodes uh, articles information about our services coaching etc www.worldofwork.io james anything else uh we we did some videos recently we've got a couple of videos up there as well and um yeah don't forget we're doing online seminars in different places and that's really it i think uh, and we'll be back again next week and hopefully um we'll see you there or hear you there or whatever it is goodbye from me goodbye hi Thanks for listening to this episode of the World of Work podcast. To learn more about what we do, please check out our website, www.worldofwork.io, where you can read some great articles, learn more about the seminars and courses that we deliver, or even support us if you wish through our Patreon page. That's www.worldofwork.io. Thank you.